Welcome to the Go Solo Show, powered by Subkit, the number one place for inspiration to help you start, run, or grow a winning business. I'm Johnny Quirk, and each week we bring you some amazing guests from a wide variety of businesses, all talking about their journey, motivations, and top tips for entrepreneur success. We deliberately aim to bring you stories, interviews, and real people who are fully deep in the trenches, building their businesses, and sharing actionable insights that you can use for your own entrepreneurial business journey. So whatever you're building, we're excited to be part of that journey with you. If you like what we do, don't forget to subscribe. Now let's get on with the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Go Solo Show. It's Johnny Quirk and we're back here for season two. Okay, so on this week's show, it's all about starting, running and growing a nutrition and healthy eating business. And today we have three amazing people who have successfully built a winning business with thriving communities, customers and great marketing presences. So a very warm Go Solo welcome today to Julie, the Vitality Fairy. Julie, great to have you here. Thank you, Johnny. Uh, Shauna, uh, you're based in Canada. Uh, You run Hockey Snacks. Great to have you here. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. And Lena, yeah, you're that health junkie online. Great to have you here too. Thank you. It's great to be here. Okay, amazing. And it's a great combination of guests. I'm so excited to do this one today. So let's get on with the show. So for our regular uh, listeners and viewers, uh, we always kick off by trying to find a little bit more about each of the businesses that we have on the show. Um, Like I said, it's nutrition and healthy eating today, but everybody comes from a really wide range of businesses in this kind of space. So let's kick off really just by asking uh, what the name of your business is, what it is you do, what sets you apart from everybody else and who your customers are. Julie, you look like you're ready to rock. So tell us more about your business. Yes. Um, Right. Well, yes, I am known as the Vitality Fairy, um, and that's because I help people to get more vitality. Um, And that is not just through what they eat. Uh, It's the way they live their life, uh, how they sleep, um, the the whole lifestyle, um, you know, just just anything that we can do to to feel better, really. And, um, yeah, the way I, I kind of am different is I don't preach. I don't tell people what they should or they shouldn't be doing because there's so much of, you know, the um, controversy and um, the, you know, people are getting confused saying, oh, this, you should be eating this, you shouldn't be eating that. And for me, it's I help to empower people to get more in touch with their own intuition yeah. and know what is right for them because, it's, it's not, you know, you can want to change what you eat, which I did for years before I did. And it's something I say, it's, it's like your soul, your higher self, whatever. It just guides you to what you need at that time. Um, and sometimes, you know, people have got to be faced with certain illness or something usually wakes them up to think, oh, actually, yes, I need to change. Yeah. So everybody will be different. Um, not, you know, one thing is right for another, as the saying goes, you know, Jack Spratt could eat no fat, his wife could eat low lean. So it's it's just showing people that, you know, we're all different and, and our needs at this moment, you know, and things could change. So you're like a guide, really. You're providing information and resources and some kind mm-hmm. of path. But it's up to people to take their own journey in terms of what that means for them. Yeah. Amazing. And how about yourself, Lena? Tell us more about your business. Say, uh, you know, what is it you do and, and who are your customers as well? Yeah, so I'm a recipe developer and a content creator. 
Um, I make healthy recipes more fun, or I try to, and delicious. And so it's like appeals to more people that might not be used to having healthy, healthy meals. Um, And I joined, I started through Instagram. I joined that after uni. Um, and I just was consistent. I kept creating content. Um, my goal was really to inspire people to change the way they ate. Um, I find that there's um, an imbalance in terms of, there's a lot of people that eat either like, I'm not, I'm not putting people into groups, but people that would eat unhealthy, like eat, like over, like aren't used to eating healthy foods. And then there's people that are on the other side of the spectrum where they're like, overly cautious about what they eat and they might be like influenced by diet culture and I guess I'm just trying to find a balance in that yeah we like the word balance here in terms of that and it sounds like you nailed that and do you know what I was looking through some of your recipes earlier on your website and I'm looking at them thinking wow I need to get in the kitchen or at least get my kids cooking as well in the kitchen because they look baking as well uh, but you're right you know I find myself in coffee shops and stuff and I see you know vegan uh, cakes and stuff like that and I don't notice any difference in taste but I know it's probably better for me than having the full sugar or anything else which has kind of gone into stuff so uh no amazing that sounds good and Shauna um you know I, it's called hockey snacks. Uh, you know, that, that kind of tells me potentially what it is, but tell me more about the business and exactly who your customers are as well. Um, yeah, there's nothing more Canadian than hockey snacks, right? You um, guys look you love <laughs> hockey. Everybody I speak to from Canada is so into hockey. It's incredible. We love our hockey. Um, but I, I've been a nutritionist for over a decade. And um, before I had a, a previous business called The Nutritionaire, where I would work mostly with families and kids. Um, And it was really just about striking that balance, you know, as Lena was saying, you know, trying to find a a nice healthy medium between, you know, having the treats and the snacks, which we all deserve and eating well and really nourishing your body. So a few years ago, I walked into the dressing room um, of my son's hockey team um, at 8 a.m. after a 7 a.m. practice and a parent had brought snacks for all the kids and they were all eating deep fried corn chips at 8 a.m. And I was like, "Hmm." (laughs) you know, no judgment, but I know we can do better than this. And that's where hockey snacks began. So I started providing healthy snacks for my team. Um, you know, every week for the practices. Eventually, other teams were asking me to do it. So I started doing it for the entire league and it snowballed into workshops and seminars and, and everything else. Um, so that's really how it began. Uh, and now, thanks to the pandemic, I've taken everything virtual. Um, so now I'm online, I do nutrition coaching, I work with high level elite athletes that are looking to really streamline their meals. Um, and I work with busy parents that are trying to figure out how to feed their kids and what they really need so wow. it's really fun yeah that I absolutely sounds amazing love it. I mean to be quite honest again I think we all feel that pain I mean how many times have we been somewhere where you've got a restricted amount of options in terms of being able to buy a certain food and it tends to be sometimes when you're at sports places where it looks like beige food everything looks massively unhealthy mm-hmm. and expensive and stuff you know you, you want something better and like you said if you're trying to fuel kids playing hockey then they need to have hopefully better nutrition really in their diet as well so I love that. That's really good. And, and to be quite honest, that leads us actually on to our next question, Bruce, because, you know, I don't know if you guys all came out of the womb and said, I'm going to create a nutrition and health eating business one day, you know, <laughs> or, or, or you fell into this. I'm really interested to get an idea about, you know, like what made you get started in this industry? You know, what made you basically say, I was doing 
something beforehand and now I'm doing this. Um, Julie, maybe we could go to you again just to get an idea for yeah. that. Well, actually, funny enough, um, I know when I was 11 at school, I did a talk on vitamins and minerals. So there must have been some part of me that kind of knew. Wow. Uh, but I didn't. I, I worked in, you know, mainly doing administration work and um, worked at this TV company and uh, made redundant. And my son, when he was born, after a few months, well, yeah, a few weeks even, he, he started to develop eczema. And then after a few months, I, I noticed his eczema got worse, but he also had a very severe allergy to dairy, especially. Yeah. And, and I thought, gosh, I, you know, I, I did what the doctors told me, um, not because I really wanted to, because I didn't know an alternative. And it actually made him worse. Uh, so I looked into any natural things to do because I was kind of into that anyway. And I had a, a magazine and it said uh, nutritional therapy could help. So I went to see a nutritional therapist and actually I was astounded that actually food, you know, had such an impact on health, well-being, so many things. So I thought, well, oh, this is what I want to do. Um, but I was very stressed, very exhausted. Um, I wasn't happily married. Um, I left my husband um, I think a year later, well, my dad dropped out of a heart attack, actually, right, uh, when my right. son was 13 months old. Then, yeah, I was made redundant from work, wasn't happily married, got divorced, you know, left my husband. And so it was a very stressful time. Um, and then went to study um, holistic therapy and stress management with nutrition on the course. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't enough to be a nutritional therapist. So I did another course after that to be a nat natural nutrition and then ever since I've done so many things um, to do with kind of health, well-being, um, but more, as I said, you know, I, I kind of more to do it around mindfulness, being present yeah. um, and just getting that intuitive feel of, you know, what is right for each so would, person. So would you say, and I think that's all great, I think, would you say then that it was actually a personal mission in terms of you wanted to feel healthier and nutrition, but also all of those that's mitigating factors made you go, it's time to do something completely different with more value or whatever in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we meet so many entrepreneurs on this show and it literally has been almost like through their own need to do something that they've actually gone ahead and done it. You know, I think that's yeah. the perfect balance. You know, we talk about product market fit in terms of mm -hmm. you've got to know there's a need or a cause or, or you're doing something a bit deeper with the world. Um, mm -hmm. Lena, yourself, a, um, you know, you said that you'd started your Instagram, which has got a really amazing following already um straight out of uni was this something that you were always into uh is this a you know it, it start as a side hustle project i'm interested to know kind of like a uh, you know like what, what what motivates you really to do it yeah so um while i was at uni i um i started to you know when you go to uni you have the freedom to eat what you want i just kind of had a lot of uh <laughs> bad foods i don't want to yeah. say bad foods just like loads of junk food yeah yeah and I just didn't have much balance and then I kind of would try and eat healthy and then I had that kind of cycle of um binging and then trying to restrict it was just like a very unhealthy relationship with food um until I actually found an Instagram account where I was kind of inspired because I saw that healthy food did look good I was actually made healthy food look good and I was like oh my goodness, like I can make that. Mm. So I started doing that for myself and just cooking like that for myself. And I, I've always enjoyed cooking. So um, I just made it more creative. I made it more fun. And then, um, yeah, I just found it really enjoyable. And I kind of 
wanted to share my own recipes after that. And yeah, that's that's so, how it. And this is it. And like, you know, you're on that journey now. I think you've got, a, I'm pretty sure you've got a cookbook out or you've got one coming out soon, I think, when we I've chat got last one time. Coming out. Yeah, it's a healthy dessert cookbook. I've always loved baking. So um, I took that whole like healthy cooking into the baking as well. Yeah. Um, well, please tell yeah. me you're going to be hawking this around. I want to see you on Saturday Kitchen or something saying I have a cookbook coming out. Or, so this, you know, it's one of my buckets. I'll never write a cookbook ever, you know. But I think, you know, it's one of those things. Like, I have a book coming out. So that, but I'm really excited by that. Yeah, I do feel really fancy when I say it. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds good. Just make sure I get a signed copy, please, as well. So, uh, yeah, you've got it. That sounds good. And how about yourself, Shola? Because, I mean, you've just obviously said there was a real reason for doing it. But what were you doing beforehand? Like, you know, you've told us, like, why you're doing it and who you're serving. But, you know, were you in corporate finance? Were you in, like, you know, I'm interested to know like, what your background was that just made you go, right, this is now my destiny. Yeah, I, uh, so I went to university for theater. Right. Um, my parents were so proud. And <laughs> I, uh, I graduated and I have an absolute love for all things theater. And I, I was working with Blue Man Group for a while. And then um, I, I just, I got really stressed because uh, theater pay can be not so great. So I was working with Blue Man Group during the day. And then I was working um, a restaurant job at night to make ends meet. Um, and eventually I was like, you know what, I need to do something else. So I started working for a media company, corporate downtown in my own little cubicle. And every time I had a second to myself, I found myself online looking up recipes, looking up healthy recipes. I would go home and tweak them and cook for my roommate. And I, I absolutely loved food. And I had one of those light bulb moments where I was like, why am I not doing this as a job? Because yeah. I love it. And I looked into different schools offering you know, um, studies to be a nutritionist. And then I went back to school. So it was fantastic. And I mean, I told my story about why, you know, I switched <laughs> to hockey snacks, I really saw a gap in the market there. But um, it was, it was so freeing to be able to really find something that I truly enjoy doing day in day out. Yeah, and I think from speaking to all of you, like now, obviously, um, you've got a deeper motivation for what you do. It seems like you're you know, you're, you're building a business out of it or you've grown a business out of it, I should say, and that's amazing. But also there's some deeper meaning. I guess there is extra value in terms of you're almost building communities, I probably would say, you know, from the people you're touching their life. You know, like, do you find that you've got regular customers coming back all the time? You know, do you find that, you know, you're able to take them on a journey? Uh, I'm, I'm just know that. Oh, yeah, well, I'll start. Um, yeah. Definitely, I find... Um, when it comes to parents wanting to help their kids. And I mean, parents who have kids in sports, their schedules are nuts. And I have three kids of my own. And so I know the schedules can be crazy. All three of my kids are in competitive sports and feeding them can be very challenging knowing what to feed them and when. So when parents find me, um, they can really relate to not only my lifestyle and my story, but how I can truly help them and make it really easy. So I love the community that I've built because yeah. um, we all support each other because we all get it. You know, we're all in the same boat. 
Yeah, of course. And I imagine, Julia, you know, you take people on an individual journey, but do you do anything in group sessions or ways? Like, do you feel for yourself? Yes. You know, tell me more. Um, I, I do. Yes. Um, I mean, I've been doing this for over 20 years. Yeah. So and I adore I love networking. I love meeting people. So the people I've met over the years, I have a newsletter that goes out or one one of them that goes out once a month uh, with healthy tips. So I'm constantly, you know, showing people, that, you know, ways, um, whether it's, you know, it's, it's food and nutrition uh, or it's, you know, ways that can kind of just get healthier generally and live a healthier life. And um, and then, you know, from running like online classes, which obviously in lockdown, you know, attendees do a lot more online. Yeah. But I, I was doing a main a lot of um, corporate wellness. So in companies. Mm. So, you know, I just did something for Boohoo um, for the mental uh, mental health awareness day and I'd done something of you know before lockdown for them um so they they asked me back so sometimes it's companies that just kind of ask me back to do yeah. different and, days as well and I always ask this question because community is so strong for any small business owners or medium business owners or, or anything really you know word of mouth referrals um genuinely being able to feel that they can touch the business owner you know and really get behind you I think there's something so strong there really and, and I think you get that extra care you know like we're all used to kind of you know almost like one touch transactions now and you know putting your card in online but it's when do you really feel the, the story and the passion of the business owner you know I guess mm -hmm. for yourself Lena that's a that's a similar thing you know you're always dealing with people on Instagram I guess is your main marketing channel do you feel like with your I think it's around 12 13 14 000 Instagram followers that you've built a community on that platform do you manage to interact with any of them in you know i hate to in real life or you know, like, like do you feel you've got a community now people around what you're offering yeah definitely i've got um my original followers from like day one that i'm still in touch with and yeah. um i've also like connected a lot to a lot of other content creators in the same in, in the same niche and um before the pandemic i used to go to this thing called expo west in yeah. california and um, that's where I had the opportunity to meet a lot of the people that I met online, which was really nice. Wow. Um, hopefully we'll be able to do that again. But um, yeah, in terms of my um, customers, it's mostly clients, like businesses that want healthy recipes done. Um, and sorry, I forgot the question. <laughs> oh no, just generally in terms of, you know, like, like do you feel you have a, a thriving community from what you're doing, you know? Yeah, 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 definitely. I think um as things loosen up with the restrictions and stuff which I think they are but I'm still a bit cautious yeah. um I would definitely like to implement more of the community aspect in my in my channel because I think that's like one of the best things about having your own business I, I think I think so I mean I think just community is everything and I would say that as being a numerous time head of community for different startups but you know I just love bringing people together and making them feel part of something it almost transcends sometimes the product that you're doing um, plus also people can learn from each other as well you know like somebody may you know mums might suggest hockey snacks to others for Julie it might be like well actually this worked for me go and see Julie or somebody met you at a corporate event as well you guys have all touched on it, which actually means it's a perfect segue. And I hate to use this word. We weren't going to mention the P word of pandemic. Um, but, you know, like there will be one day when I'm recording this show, I'm sure, or I don't actually have to mention it. But, you know, what, what was your experience like, all of you? I know you've touched on it a little bit, some of you, in terms of maybe how you've had to pivot your business slightly in terms of what you're doing. 
the way I asked this question to you is like, what were your initial thoughts about it? How did you deal with it? You know, was it just like head in hand stuff or whatever? Like, you know, but I'm interested in like, you know, and I hate to use the word opportunities, like, you know, what maybe what's come out of the pandemic. It's been a horrific worldwide thing. But, you know, I'm interested in like what your reaction was, what you've taken, where, where you've taken the business uh, since then. And maybe if it's come, maybe you've come up with new ways for the business to run. Uh, who fancies going for this one? Yeah, I'll go. Sure, you. <laughs> um, I uh, so in front of my desk, I have a huge calendar, and I would always put up little sticky notes. I like to be visual about workshops I had, and seminars, and podcasts I'm on, and things like yeah. that. And I had it. I was really gaining traction in my business because I had only switched to hockey snacks for a couple of years before um, the pandemic. And I just watched as I took down sticky note after sticky note after sticky note, and then it was just empty. And um, I definitely had a pity party. I hit a very, very low low. Um, I broke down in my kitchen to my husband and I was just like, I don't know where to go from here. And actually what I decided to do was, you know, I'd never been in this place before and I knew I needed guidance. I knew I needed to do something different. And um, I actually uh, signed up with a business coach and it was one of the most wonderful things I'd ever done because she, she works more on like mindset and, you know, just wonderful, wonderful things. And we would meet every morning and still do at 6am for a call for an hour. And it was just motivating and inspiring to me to really change the course of my business and do things that I'd never done before. So I switched to completely virtual. I started filming um, programs that I could do online. I started offering nutrition coaching virtually. And as much as I love in person, because I really do feel, especially when it comes to nutrition, connecting with people in real life is just so important. Um, Being able to offer this has actually expanded my reach so much that I'm able to help so many more people. So I went from very low to a completely different place. And now I just, I'm so, like you said, it was an opportunity. I'm not happy that there was a pandemic, but it definitely did create an opportunity for me and my business to grow. Yeah. I'm trying to think what that one is. I'm going to completely butcher this, but it's that seven emotions you feel like when you go through the anger or then acceptance or whatever you can, I think a lot of people say this, but it's great to know that you've been able to kind of get through that point. And um, like you said, you know, do do you think you're a hybrid now forever or do you think it will go back to, you know, like, do you think it's open up new avenues? Absolutely. I, um, I just see such potential with virtual, um, you know, I've been able to do team workshops, um, you know, across the pond and down in the States. And it's been phenomenal to be able to reach people so far away and be able to truly help them. I mean, yeah. I would never have access to them otherwise. So it's, uh, it's really opened everything up. Amazing. Lena, were you writing your cookbook maybe through the pandemic? Were you doing other stuff? Tell us about your pandemic experience. Um, so before the pandemic, I had actually started a healthy baking like business where I collaborate with, a lo- I was starting by collaborating with a local Sweaty Betty shop because right. they, they do like free um, yoga classes there. Yeah. And I was going to, well, I did start doing like a little cookie stand yeah. um, with like adaptogenic cookies. And um, it was really fun. But then, yeah, the pandemic hit and I was like, okay, so I can't do that. Um, 
I didn't think to read your delivery service because that's something I wouldn't, I, I wanted to do it more for the community aspect rather than me selling the cookies. Mm. Um, and so what the pandemic allowed me to do was take a step back and like evaluate what it is I wanted to do. And I realized um, I do actually enjoy just creating content and putting more energy into making better content. And now that um, video content's gone, like is a big thing. I've actually, like that's one of my passions. It's something that I studied, studied at college. And so um, I probably wouldn't have discovered my love for that if it wasn't for the pandemic. So like now I'm just like focusing all my energy on making like cool recipe videos and really bringing the recipes to life through videos. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a crazy year, year and a half, whatever. <laughs> He's hoping we're coming out of the, the other end of it. You know, we always say this, but uh, I think from both of you, you've said, you know, you've taken stock and had a chance to really think about where you want to go. You know, let's face it, there wasn't an awful lot else to do. So if it's a good opportunity to do that. Julie, you said before that you had like, you know, pretty much moved online. Most of it now is, is that uh, here to stay no. or? Oh, no, because um, what was happening with me was my corporate work was taking off. Right. And I was literally, I was due to go to London the week after for something. And it was like everything was stopped. And it was like, oh, no. And I think I did go through that grief cycle quite quickly. Yeah. I did get to the acceptance phase and thinking, actually, this is quite nice not to have to think too much and to stop um, and to go over things, reinforce things. But I did, you know, I did collaborations with people. Um, I did um, a weight loss webinars um, and different things. It took me a while to get that confidence to do things on my own online, you know, to, to get a Zoom account properly, you know, things like that. And, but now, um, I mean, for me, it, it, it's, it's a bit of a faff, you know, to organize things. Um, but to get people that you would never have got, like in, in different countries and in different parts of the country, um, I, I think is, is fantastic. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, again, you know, like I so said, we hate to use the word opportunity, but these things do, and you have to make the best of a bad situation. You know, like I was chatting with a friend and she runs an Indian cookery class uh, business. You know, she was doing in-person stuff in the UK, uh, but now, you know, she's gone online. She has people in Iceland, in, in the US, uh, in Eastern Europe joining hers. And she's like, I could never have touched these people in the past. So yes. it's quite incredible, really, that that opportunity's opened itself. Yeah. I mean, the only thing for me, I think I, at one point I was running health eating workshops. And when you've got people to come and see and taste the things, and also in my corporate wellness, people taste snacks and things and, and, and different things, alternatives, and they can't do that. That's that's the most frustrating thing. Well, that's a technology which I hope they will build one day. You know, don't don't get me wrong. You know, I, what do they have in the sixties? Is it smell a vision or something? You know, I'm, I'm <laughs> hoping that you know in the future we'll uh, we'll we'll have this. It might be a few years off, Jorina. And don't get me wrong, I love meeting people in real life. I think. I think the online element's great. I think it's moved technology on a bit. People are actually, you know being creative and uh, you know accepting of that and, and it cuts both ways with customers accepting that as well but I think you know don't get me wrong I, I love going to real life events as well so I'm hoping the world moves in a hybrid model that we really appreciate the real life more but if you do just want to do something quick or you just want to have tap in or whatever then you know online works for that as well and um, cool final question before we get on to some of your business and marketing and growth tips so I always ask this question of all our guests and I always am interested about your own work-life balance. Like what's it actually like 
running a business in, 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 I guess, the health space, you know, we've had Pilates instructors and yoga instructors and I go, wow, you must be super chilled out. And they go, no, I, I do 50 classes a week or something or whatever. So I'm just interested, what's it actually really like running your business? Do you feel you have good work-life balance? Um, and what do you do to, to deal with stress or, or, or obviously get better that way? Feel free to grab it, someone. Um, I, I'll go then. Um, well, I, I mean, I really do live an authentic kind of life in the fact of, you know, I will put my own health first because I think if I can't do that, then I can't help anybody else. Yeah. So, tell everyone is to get out um, and that's when you start making your melatonin. That's what I talk about in the sleep workshops. And... And just, you know, look after yourself, eat obviously healthy food, do some exercise, um, go, you know, go to bed early. Uh, I do my best to keep off um, anything, you know, electronic in the evening. There's only the odd time when you're thinking, oh, my God, I've got to get something done. And, you know, it might run later than you think. But apart from that, I do my very best, uh, you know, to have that time. Sometimes not not so easy, but, yeah, I do, I do try. <laughs> Yeah, I like that you said you just put yourself forward as well. And um, I think what's interesting that is, you know, like I, I've started switching off my phone some evenings about six, seven o'clock. And you know what? I feel like I dream a lot better. And I think it's probably because you know, I read this book recently and it was all about kind of like trying to just take these, you know, rest periods in life. But we're being bombarded from 7 a.m. till midnight through stuff. But actually, since I did that and I'm not consuming all this rubbish, to be quite honest, like a junk food diet of information, uh, yeah. I feel like it's got more space. My brain's got more space to process the stuff. It's not just right up into the day. Fabulous. It, 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 you know, it's, uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, it doesn't happen every night, but <laughs> I'm trying to ease it in a couple of days a week, which is good. Right. How about your own guys? Like, what was your own theory in terms of work-life balance? Does it exist? Does being a busy mum with three kids rushing around to hockey clubs and stuff, does, is that an oxymoron work-life balance? T tell me more, surely. Um, you know, uh, I think I am figuring it out. Um, I didn't always have a balance in my life. I definitely um, was stressed and, um, you know, would be rushing from one place to another. But I've structured my business the way I want it to be. So, um, you know, I don't, I try my best not to work when my family needs me and I like to be present work in an evening or take a workshop on a weekend. And I find, um, do so. Um, but if I set myself up to, you know, work when my kids are at school and, uh, and, and only choose those opportunities, um, that present themselves on times when I don't want to work, um, very few and far between, then I find it is a good balance. I'm able to be with my family when I choose to. Yep. And when they're at school and my husband's at work, I'm able to be efficient and get um, as much work done as possible. But actually being able to reach people all over the world has made it even easier because with the different time zones, you know, I'm able to work with people all over the world, but within my boundaries, which is fantastic. Boundaries. That's a great word. That's what we all love. Because it can get hard, especially when you're moving online, you know, for people who maybe didn't do a lot of online stuff in the past, boundaries maybe were there because it was a nine to five or whatever. But actually now the world is on our doorstep 24-7. Like you said, you have to build those in. 
Lena, similar situation? Or are you super chilled all the time? Are you just like that? Or are you literally just like, how am I keeping it together? Tell me us about your business and about work-life balance when that comes in. Um, so for me, I go through, and I struggle with this. It, I go through phases. So like if I have a busy phase of like, where I'm trying to grow or I'm trying to meet deadlines, I'd, I, I do implement certain things to make sure that I stay sane. For example, going out, so I'd make sure I'm outside for like an hour a day, walks, exercise, health eating, blah, blah, blah. But um, what really helps me is being present with family and friends, having yeah. some time with them. Um, but that's something that I struggle with at the moment. Like I just, um, it's hard sometimes to know um, what you need to prioritize in that moment of time. Because sometimes you do need to focus on the work at hand and you, you want to um, deliver. And, and sometimes you go through, like you said, that growth phase where you do need to put um, more energy into that in order for you to have that time later on to relax and be chill. Of course. No, I think it's a work in progress. I mean, we can all talk about theory. We can, we all, I think we're all very good at identifying what's good for us. But whether we can actually do that stuff is another thing. You know, we all know blue light isn't great at night. Yet we probably have got our TV on or our laptop or whatever, or our phone, you know, within reach all the time. So I think it's it's a pro process, isn't it? And trying to give yourself at least boundaries and work on our way through it. Um, and this is a great opportunity for us to lead through just now into our next section, which is really just about kind of like, you know, some tips to other entrepreneurs about maybe how they would go about, starting or even growing a business so we're a sub kit and go solo here we're very very passionate about helping people validate ideas before they launch you know whether that's a whole new business or whether that's a new product or whether that's a new idea you know like, like it, it, we all have great ideas but it's the people who follow them through who are successful in life it's the people who launch new things so my kind of question to you is like what have you done when you've launched a new product and what gave you the confidence to launch it? Did you plan loads of stuff and then get ready or did you just stick it out to your community and followers? I'm just interested, like what gives you the kind of confidence to launch something new? Um, maybe we'll go with you first, Shauna. You're nodding here for anybody on the audio. I'd like to get an idea. Like what gave you the confidence to, to just put yourself out to the world and say, buy this or embrace this world? Uh, you know, I think in the past, I used to be stuck in the research phase where I would research and research and research and I wanted things to be perfect. And I it was really just stalling because I had a fear of putting things out into the world. Um, I've really changed, I would say, in the last, you know, year, year or two into making decisions quickly and just getting stuff out there, just doing it. And you know what? I If I fail, I fail fast and I move on. And um, I, I like this way of doing things. I mean, I definitely listen to my community. I hear if there's common things coming at me like, oh, I wish you had, you know, um, a curated book of snacks that I could give my kids before a game or something like that. And so I developed, you know, eBooks um, that were pretty easy for me to put together because I already have all of the content. And then I put it out there. And um, so part of it is, just having an idea and, and moving on it quickly. And the other half really is, you know, just listening to the people, my clients, my community and giving them what they're asking for. 
Brilliant. And, and in terms of that, is it normally organic feedback that's coming to you or do you survey your community regularly using anything or do you put questions out on your newsletter or whatever? I'm interested to know how you get that um, information from them. It's a little bit of both. So, you know, I have um, a Facebook group and people are very uh, engaging in there. So they will comment on things and ask questions and post things. So I get a lot of information from that. But every once in a while, I will throw out a question. And sometimes it's just for fun. And the feedback that comes back gives me an idea for a product. Or it's very targeted. And I want to know, you know, what is your most stressful time, um, you know, of coming up with meals or um, what is your favorite go-to meal um, after a, a game or a practice or during a tournament? So that way I can really get the feedback I need to develop a product. Do you know what? There is nothing better than having an existing audience and just asking them, is there? You know, like then you oh, haven't got a second guess like what's happening. And, you know, like we all hope that we have brains that come up with great ideas, but when it's validated by 10, 15, 20 people, they give you ideas. It's That's, that's the perfect marriage that I think between uh, those Lena, Julie, how about yourselves? Like, are you get it out into the marketplace and test it, or do you do lots of research and planning? You know, I'm interested to know like how how you feel about putting yourself out to the world. Um, I, I'm not a very much um, a, a planning too much and, and doing loads of research in, in one way. Um, it's to me if, if it feels right. I do it if, it if it doesn't I don't I mean I, I was told by clairvoyant actually about writing a book and I thought there's no way I'm going to write a book and also uh you know if I, if I was I'd get a ghostwriter and I think it was about six years ago um yes I got I, wrote, I actually wrote my book um and you know it wasn't easy um signed copy but, please over here as well <laughs> I want you know and if there's a hockey stacks book out as well please send me one as well so. I need to order some more actually but um yeah and I just kind of got it out to people people kept saying to me oh you must write a book you must write a book and I mean they're all like asking me to write a recipe book but it has got recipes in it um but oh gosh yeah I, I don't know I think it's one of those things that if somebody you know it, it, it well I might talk about this after but it's you know having a team to do lots of different things uh would, would be beneficial but who knows? I don't know. Going so when you have that passion, you literally just run with it then? Like, I know you said there was a bit of a six-year delay there in terms of getting it out, but... Well, no, usually... six years ago, I wrote it. No, six okay. years ago. Well, no, it Sorry. took me... I, I did it on Kindle first, and it right, didn't okay. take me actually that long, uh, but it was to get into paperback. Um, yeah, no, but it was, it was, it was six years ago. I, I, I published it, self-published it. Um, but it's just that kind of... You don't have to work... At, well, for me, I don't kind of try and work everything out thinking, oh, it's got to be like this. It's like, I just, yeah, just run with it and see. Yeah. And Lena, your instincts, is that what you run on? Or are you like asking your Instagram following the likes, like, you know, like, what should I do next? Or what do you like? Do you use sales data? Tell us like how you kind of put stuff out into the marketplace. Yeah, so I've always been quite intuitive. I've always just followed whatever I like my gut and um, gone off that. Uh, I do think... Balance is another, I'm using that again. I think uh, I'm starting to learn, but I do need to listen to my audience and hear what it is that they want. So like, I do use the, like the poll feature in the stories and ask people like, what are you more interested in seeing now? Not the poll, the question thing. Yeah. Um, and asking what they want to see or like what they would like to, what kind of recipes they want, just so that um, I'm catering to them too. And they also give great ideas. like. Uh, um, they, they think of things that I wouldn't have thought of. So I'm really grateful for that. 
Of course, that's great. And, you know, it's interesting you say that because I'm interested in terms of like all three of you, you know, like what, what tactics do you use to acquire new customers? I mean, like we mentioned earlier in the show, word of mouth is obviously a great driver, but you know, are you spending any money on marketing? Are you, you know, like, I like what, what is your marketing? Like, you know, I'm interested to know like what you're doing. Is it but all around content? Is it word of mouth? You know, t- tell me kind of how you find your new customers and how you track as well, like where those customers are coming from. Sure. Again, it looks like you're I, first I, to go. <laughs> I don't want to go first every time, but um, feel free to. I, you, you you look like you're ready to rock. You need to go with that, so. Just every time. Um, I to be honest with you, word of mouth really is the number one way that I find people, um, which makes me really happy because initially my growth was slow. But every new client that I received already knew about me, found out about me from someone who was happy with my services. Um, So it was a great way to grow. Um, I will every once in a while do an ad on Facebook or boost a post that's already doing very well organically. Um, And uh, and I do have, you know, lead magnets out there um, that, you know, I'll boost every once in a while or, you know, I have it. I have them everywhere, right? They're on my email signature and I have, you know, I'll, I'll point to them on Instagram and Facebook and remind people about them every once in a while. And I'll do contests saying, you know, tag a friend and then people just find out more about me sort of in that way. But I don't spend too much money on marketing um, because I do find that it's what I'm doing right now is working. Yeah, of course. And I guess as well, Mm. it means you can grow at a sustainable pace as well things like fulfillment and other stuff there's no point in saying that and you know julie's got 500 people turn up on your doorstep tomorrow or lena's like i can't manage because i've overspent or whatever you know you've got to do things at a sustainable growth pace absolutely i think uh, incremental growth is very important i mean quantum leaps are phenomenal if all of a sudden you know um i have this massive following of people that want to book with me fantastic you know waiting lists aren't bad but, yeah. um, but I do like the sustainable growth so that I can grow with my clients. Yeah. I guess from your point of view as well, Julie, like obviously I know you do individual stuff, but from corporate word of mouth must be great. Do you put yourself out to other corporate clients or after 20 years of being in this industry and having your business, do you find that it's just, you know, I've seen some of the great brands and companies you've worked with on the website. Is it that that almost your portfolio then acts as your sales magnet to get new customers? Yeah, I suppose so. But again, it's through networking. I mean, they do say, you know, you've got to get to know, like, and trust someone before you'll do business with them. So, you know, people get to know me and maybe, you know, say, oh, you know, try them or from a certain company. Um, Yeah, and my newsletters, things like that. Um, And then people are, yeah, I've been to before. They like what I've done. So, yeah, so for me, marketing, I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't really spend anything on, on marketing because, again, I wouldn't want working for yourself. You know, it's different if it's a big company uh, of lots of people. Um, I, yeah, I don't want to be too inundated because I do look after my health. Yeah, and I think, to be quite honest, you know, you're right. I think if it works for you, then, then perfect. And also you mentioned email. You know, email, it seems to be standing the test of time forever, <laughs> you know, the email marketing. Because if you have a great email marketing list, you know, people can unsubscribe like that. It's super simple for them. So as long as you're providing them with valuable content, you know, you're building a relationship and it cuts through the noise as well of social media. You know, like put it this way, if, if you're on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, that's great. And obviously clearly it works for all of us in some capacity, 
but you're still having to share someone's brain with 100 other brands and people are being fed when they're scrolling through. So I think email, at least if they get an email from you and it's valuable, it cuts through, you get your message, you can build that trust over time. Uh, I still haven't seen anything that's really killed it yet in terms of being able to directly deliver your message into their inbox each day. So if you could stay out of spam filters, then that's the kind of goal. Um, Lena, I, I take it probably Instagram is because you've obviously put a lot of time into growing it. Would you say that's your only marketing channel or are you doing anything else? I know you said you had some brand partnerships. You were starting to do some stuff with Sweaty Betty. Um, yeah, so Instagram is my primary source of getting clients, but I am focusing more, more of my attention on TikTok now. Wow. Um, yeah, it's so much. Um, I started really knuckling down and actually putting content out there in the summer and I managed to grow up to 10k followers now since the yeah. summer so I think um it's a great opportunity not just for me I think uh Julian Sean if, and even you Johnny if you wanted to grow an audience I actually recommend it because it's so much um I don't want to say easier but it's I think because there's less content creators on there than there are um people consuming content it is a great opportunity. So oh, I'm no. using that. Sorry. I know. I mean, to be honest, I need to get into TikTok. I, I've, I've, I've missed this boat really in terms of, so maybe I haven't missed the boat yet, but it's pulling out of the harbour. So I think maybe in terms of this leader, you know, you, maybe you can sell us this into us for another one in terms of giving us your TikTok, uh, you know, tips in the future really, because, you know, I know so many people who've gone there and been able to build an audience as an extra kind of avenue as well. So you think those two primary channels, though, Instagram and TikTok, are what wins for you? Yeah, definitely. Because for someone, like, I'm quite a creative person and I think I, I'm i not very good at, like, verbal communication when it comes to marketing and stuff. So I think making content and showing people the kind of food I like to make and, like, trying to make it engaging in that way is the best way. And TikTok, obviously, is a video Um yeah. I mean, at the end of the day as well, you know, like what we're all in here. Well, I'm not, but obviously you guys are, you know, it's all very visual and visible. And we know these kind of platforms work because, you know, like if you have really amazing, healthy food, it looks so vibrant and alive and hopefully it triggers something in your brain that just goes, do you know what? I This is going to do me good. I'm going to follow this account or whatever as well. So we're just moving through a couple of quick questions as well. I've got for you guys. Um, so for anybody listening in terms of entrepreneurs who are either thinking about starting a business or growing a business, I'm just interested who you're, you know, like, like what resources you consume, uh, who people you follow, um, like who inspires you in the world of life and business to do what you do. Are there anybody you'd recommend, whether that's books you've read that have helped you with your business, uh, podcasts you listen to, uh, audio books? And it doesn't have to even be a you know an entrepreneur. You know, you don't have to name check Elon Musk just to fit in. You know, if, if there's something you listen to that just really keeps it all together, just to know, do you consume any resources? You know, in terms of you know growing your business, or again, is it quite intuitive? Uh, for me, it really is intuitive. I I have a few books that I read that are like business development. Uh, there's one called U Squared that's like very very short. Um, and it's just inspirational and motivational and um, just sort of sets you on the right path um, by Price Pritchett. And it's, I, I just like it because it's nice and easy for me to like flip through a few pages before I go to bed um, or in the morning, set my intention for the day. But for the most part, um, you know, I follow online, um, um, you know, 
accounts like Lena's or, or accounts like Julie's where I can go on and just sort of absorb information and think, oh, wow, that's a great idea. Maybe I'll do a post, you know, something about this. Like if Julie's talking about fiber, I'm like, ooh, maybe I can talk about how fiber can help athletes and or yeah. fiber is important for kids and families. So I, I, I get inspiration really from everywhere and um, I collect cookbooks. Um, so I want both your books as well. And, um, you know, I have a huge, huge um, bookcase just full of them. And I'll just pull one out, flip through it. Like it, to me, it's more fun than reading, um, you know, a book or a magazine, just flipping through a cookbook for inspiration. So for me, it's just, I kind of get it from everywhere. Amazing. That sounds good. Lena, uh, how about yourself? Like, is there anywhere that really inspires you to, you know, to, to grow your business? I'm very much similar to Shauna. I, I consume through other influencers, through cookbooks, cooking magazines, um, cooking shows on like YouTube, mostly TikTok now. I'm just like addicted to that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, just all around me, like my grandma, I live with my grandma. She's an amazing cook. And sometimes yeah. I just watch the way she cooks and I'm like, I need to, I need to do, I need to share this with people. Right wow, now. that's a direct influencer that I like that. Like somebody right there in your house, like kind of doing that. That's really, really yeah. good. You're nodding a lot, Julie, as well. Are you from the same school of thought here? Yeah, yeah, with Lena and Shauna. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I listen to people like Eckhart Tolle, to, you know, about presence and things like that. And just, you know, um, yeah, as present as the more present I am, the more inspired action um I, I kind of take. Um, and I do watch a lot on YouTube. I could be on YouTube a lot during the day and watch things and yeah, yeah. get inspired by things. And I pick, you know, it's like recipes. It's like, mm, I'll take that from that, but you know, I don't yeah. follow proper recipes. I just do my own thing. Amazing. Damn you distractions in life. It's just a uh, <laughs> it, but it's so true. There's so much stuff to consume everywhere. Right. Final question before we go on to our rapid fire round, you'd be pleased to know. Um like for people thinking about going alone, this is almost like the million dollar question. What advice would you give to them if they're thinking about it? You know, like, you know, uh, thinking about making the leap, like, like what, what would be your advice? And what's it really like to run your own business? Um, I'll go first. <laughs> um, uh, for me, I, I would say just do it. Don't think about it. Don't him and ha, don't waver, just do it, just start and let it be ugly. Um, but just go for it because, you know, five years from now, if you're still thinking about it, imagine what you could have learned, um, you know, in five years of doing it. And if it's just a little thing on the side, I think it's still important to just start. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I definitely learned is um, don't do everything yourself. Um, you know, work in your zone of genius, do what you do best and allow others to do what they do best. Um, I tried to build a website. That was a terrible <laughs> idea. Um, and, you know, I eventually hired somebody to do it for me or, or you can get a friend to do it for you or, you know, a teenager that knows what they're doing. Yeah, um, yeah. But really let people do what they do best so you can do what you do best because, if you're trying to do all things, um, you know, you're going to, it's either going to take you so much longer or you're going to do everything, you know, half, I, well, I, I don't want to swear, but you know, just not, oh. uh, not as good as, you know, you'd want to. <laughs> We've heard worse on the show, I can guarantee. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah, just you wait till yeah. our trucker episode in a few weeks. You mean, no, no there, is, there is no trucker entrepreneur, but you know, so it's a, yeah. Yeah, that's great advice. And like you said, yeah, you know, delegation, I think is is the key. I mean, you obviously have to know about 
balancing with budgets, you know, you and also you can't remove yourself from stuff so much that you're almost having to peer in and go, what the hell's happening? But I definitely yeah. get what you're saying, you know, and yeah, I've tried building a website myself using WordPress and just went, do you know what? I think it's probably best just to let somebody else do it, <laughs> you know, and say for a, you yeah. know, a few hundred quid as well. Uh, Lena, how about yourself? Like, you know, I know you said before, maybe you're in a good stress, bad stress some days, like, you know, in terms of what it's like, you know, what, what advice would you give to somebody who's maybe wanted to follow their dreams? Um, I would say self-awareness, knowing your strengths and weaknesses. So then you can delegate similar to what Shauna said and also um, consistency. So like, just keep going, keep doing what you're doing. And then, I, I, I mean, there comes a point where you can see if something's not working, but I think in the beginning stages, it's important to just keep doing the same thing and, and the traction might, you'll see if it's like working or not, and then you can go from there. But I think just staying consistent and um, also like being um, vigilant of what is working or what's not working. So then you can pivot. Yeah, no, that's all great advice. I think that's self-awareness and, you know, there's a, what was it, somebody, there's a book I was recommended the other day by Seth Godin called The Dip. And it was kind of about kind of like, when's the time to give up? And, you know, giving up is sometimes seen as a bad thing, but giving up doesn't mean literally just going like, right, I've had enough now. It's kind of working when to pivot, when to close down an idea and come up with a new idea and this stuff. So yeah, 100% get what you're saying there. And, and do yourself to advice like you know obviously 20 yeah. years is is, is a, a massive achievement like to obviously be running your business here and obviously living the lifestyle you want to live but what advice you give to people who are maybe thinking about doing it well again i would agree with lena and, and shauna what they've said um but again it's one of those you know if you know if you feel passionate about it uh you, you do it um and, and as the saying goes if in doubt do not um because it's sometimes it's not the right time or sometimes you know maybe you know see if you can do something part-time and then go into the other thing part-time but you know for me I didn't really have much budget at all I did a lot of uh, bartering exchange work uh people to do my website my accounts things like that and um yeah that that really helped amazing brilliant well here comes the rapid fire round and it doesn't have to be one word answers unless it is a one word answer question. Uh, but, you know, feel free to let us know what you think. So let's start with you, Julie, on this one. So, so I bumped into you in three years time, you know, mm -hmm. hopefully I'll bump into you before that, but you know, like if it was, you know, where would you like your business to be then? Like what would you maybe have liked to have achieved in mm -hmm. another three years time? Well, what I would love and what I dream of all the time is to have like a, a kind of a hub. I mean, I would love one day to have um, a community living environment where you had, you know, your own space to live, whether it's on your own, a partner, family. Um, and then there was like a, a hub to, you know, someone cooking healthy food so you could eat with people. Uh, you could do classes, you know, where yoga, qigong and anything like that um and then people did their own skills um you know maybe you know the grew organic vegetables things like that um but maybe to start with just having something where people could just kind of drop in and you know maybe do you know corporate sessions anything like that um sign me up it's uh it sounds, <laughs> it sounds similar to maybe like the buddha center in manchester in some ways but are you thinking again more of like a an idea in terms of everything coming together in one place like a very holistic oh, yeah. place absolutely and you know they say it takes uh, i mean my son's 26 now but they say it takes a village uh, to bring up a child and to have 
you know, things going on for children. I used to go to this festival, this One World Festival, and they had so much going on for children, for adults, and they had food, and, you know, it, it was it was fantastic. Um, Amazing. Well, so, please make yeah. it happen. If the Euro Millions comes up, I'll I'll try and become an investor if my numbers get picked yes. out of the hat as well. So. <laughs> uh, Lena, where would you want to take your business in three years' time? What, what you know, what would what would you like to see? Yeah? Um, I want to join Julie. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of want to do like um, more workshops and have kind of like like yeah, just building that community, doing more in-person events. Um, I've actually this isn't something that's like super in the future, but I would like to start doing supper clubs mm. and stuff like that. I think just anything that can bring people together with similar interests and just building that nice family of yeah. people. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Shona? Um, well, for me, I, I'm looking to just continue expanding and working with more people, helping more families, more young athletes. Um, and also, I mean, I know we're talking about being a solo entrepreneur here, but I, I would love to help empower other nutritionists and, and help them grow their businesses um, by working with me. So um, finding a way to bring them on board, you know, to reach, continue reaching more people, but also you know, help, um, help other professionals really get out into this space as well. Amazing. Sounds really good to me. Right. I know we've just discussed what it's like to run your own business, but if you could use one word to describe what it's like to run your own business, what would it be? So I'm going to go with you, Julie, again, seeing as you're up at the top and we'll carry on the same way. What's it really like <laughs> to run your own business? Uh, yeah, it's challenging, but also very fulfilling. Okay. I'll let you have two words, challenging and <laughs> fulfilling yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's all right I think you've got both ends of the spectrum there as well but actually you know that's that's why you're in it as well if you'd have said nightmare that would make me feel slightly like let's get down the job center and think about you know how we can help you out here sort of thing so Lena you've got one word or two actually we'll give you two words if you need it um unpredictable and um fun <laughs> yeah that works for me sure um I would just go with rewarding yeah because you know it's uh everything that I do whether it's rewarding for me to feel good or for the people that I help um everything I find has like just an awesome sort of end of the rainbow reward yeah amazing sounds really good right Next one, Julie, you're up yet again. Um, so as an entrepreneur, what does success ultimately mean to you? Uh, well, for me, it's never about the, the money because I'm not driven by money, um, but it's driven by, you know, me feeling like, again, I'm fulfilled and passionate and I'm making a difference uh, to other people. Yeah, amazing. Lena? I'm going to have to go the same thing, like just impacting as many lives, not as many, but impacting lives and helping people. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, I might have a less popular answer, but I mean, I definitely agree um, that helping people is, is um, a part of my definition of success, but also financially. I mean, yeah. I have three kids and I love, I just want to be comfortable. You know what I mean? I don't need to be a multimillionaire um, to define success. But to me, success is showing people that you can 
work for yourself, do what you love, um, have your boundaries, um, but also take care of your family doing that. So um, for me, it, there's, it's, it's a twofold. For yeah, sure. I think we all want that as well, don't we as well? You know, so uh, at the end of the day, signs of a good business is that you're not hopefully losing money from doing it anyway, you know, that you're able to grow something which is sustainable, which actually pays the bills, gives you that comfort, but again, have some deeper meaning. And to be quite honest, when we're discussing this topic, I think healthy eating, nutrition, this kind of whole industry, there has to be something about the people you're serving as well. It's not just like, uh, otherwise you'd be serving, you know, cans of Coca-Cola or something to people or whatever, if you could make more money doing that. So uh, yeah, that sounds good. Right. Final question before I let everybody head off. Um, remind people where they can find you online. So, uh, um, you know, where would you like to point people towards, whether that's your website or Instagram or social media or whatever? Uh, Julie, like where, where can people find you online? Um, my website, um, it's just the normal W, juliesilver.co.uk, or they can search Vitality Fairy, um, Julie Silver Nutrition, anything like that, or Wellbeing. Um, and yeah, on Instagram, uh, Vitality Fairy or Julie Silver. Um, and I'm on all the social media things. But if they go on my website, yeah, they can find yeah. things out from there and sign up for a newsletter if they want and read my blogs. Brilliant. Lovely plug there as well. I love it. Get those plugs in, people. Lena, how about yourself? Where do you want to point people towards? Um, that Health Junkie. I go by That Health Junkie as well on um, Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. Um, I have a website as well, but I'm not. I need to update it. Yeah. That's fine. We, we can get there one day if we get onto the social first. And how about yourself, Shona? Um, so um, as well, you know, my website is hockeysnacks.com um, and you can search Hockey Snacks on YouTube and Facebook and on Instagram, it's hockey underscore snacks. Okay, amazing. Well, this is the part of the show where I just say thanks to you all for coming on. Uh, it's been a really enjoyable chat for the last hour. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, we've had a great chance to get to know you as a person, but also as your business as well. So thanks very much and uh, good luck. Uh, until next time, keep winning. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Thank you. Great to be here. Thank you, you, Johnny. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Go Solo Show, powered by Subkit. We hope you've had a great time and picked up many new ideas for your own business. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and to follow us on Twitter at team underscore go solo. If you're inspired to get started on your own enterprise yourself, then check us out at subkit.com. We're here for whenever you're ready. I've been Johnny Quirk, and until next time, keep winning.